following is a Gutterball special presentation. Beep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're, we're synced up. Worst one in years. Yeah. Doesn't Worst the, one they in all years. can't be winners. Right? Well, I, it's about quantity, not quality, right? You just Hopefully keep going. There's a little of both, but. Well, I don't know about that, maybe. It is. I think it's you just, all a numbers game, is really It's what a numbers it comes game. Down you to, just though. keep pushing the shit out there, right? Right. Who cares what it is? It's the number of discrete shit units, not the actual weight of the shit that counts. You gotta have your shidgets out there. Exactly. More shidgets. I don't care what the shidgets are. And we're, that's what we're doing. We're pushing the shidgets out. I just pushed some shidgets out, actually, <laughs> like five minutes ago. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I had to get that out. Well, we're going to be here for like two hours. I couldn't have that on, on the poop deck. So it's a good start. I'm going to say it's a good start to this episode. Okay. Sh- sh- shidgets. I'm just sorry. I'm just entering this into the shidgets. Where should I put this? What heading does this go under, do you think? Links? Uh, Could go under links. Do you have a link to your shidget? No, I don't, but I'm thinking of finding one just because I think shidget works so well under the heading of links. Or, oh, you know what? No. Pimp the shit. <laughs> Come on. Shidget. All right. So that's under pimp the shit. So why don't we pimp the shit then? Okay. How do, how do you find this quality podcast, and how can you help us be better at what we do? Because obviously we're no good at it. Well, you know what? We're no good, but uh, well, you can go to iTunes and let us know what you think. Please, one-star reviews. Bad. What is it? Let us know. Give us some stars. Yeah. One Don't star, really care. One, five fine. stars. I prefer the two to Check four. Check us out on iTunes. Gutter Balls, the podcast. Gutter Balls on iTunes. Yeah, gutterballs.tv, gutterballs. our website, gutterballs.tv. You know, each episode we come out with has a beautiful little uh, image to go with it that perfectly illustrates what we're talking about. And if you're only, if you're not going to the website, you're missing out on that. There's, you get a, a little more nuanced flavor of, of the Gutterballs experience, I think, that way. I congratulate you almost every time, like... Wow, man, kick-ass image. Because you, know, you do that. You're find... in charge of that. And you always find, like, ooh, yeah. It's like you dial it in. It's like, that is perfect. Like, I never would have thought of those. Somehow you, like, are able I to just... I take my time. I can tell. It shows. I take my time trolling the internet. <sighs> Sometimes I even have to get Photoshop involved and, like, combine two things together. I know, for, like, trek balls? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta you put, combine the trek and the ball. There's no like, yeah. That's what it's all about. W- without the com- like relating them together, there is no trek balls. Otherwise, right. they're just and you, separate incidents. Go check out the work on trek balls too. I mean, it was like <laughs> fabulous. Killer. It was an excellent piece of internet art. It's like you went so far there gr- past. There's so many good pixels in that one. You went so far past expertise. That you created a whole new landscape for people to explore. It's like, sure, you can dabble around, you can become an expert, but once you've done all of that, 
it's like you can reach that childlike state of pure wonder again. And I think that's what you did with Photoshop for that. Yeah, image. I I, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And that's what we're all striving for, you know, because we we get into these humdrum lies. And we're just stuck in our little routines. Got to go get our Starbucks. Got to go to our office. Got to go, you know, say hi to the receptionist at work. Hey, how's it going? Hanging in there. <laughs> I actually say that shit. But you, Brad, you, Brad, have drilled past that and into the childlike state of wonder again. And I applaud you for it. Good job. I'm giving you kudos. Well, thank you. Thank you. I I, I appreciate it. I try. The big Every sleep? once in a while, you know. Not every once in a while. I can transcend. Every time. Well, I come up with some pretty good images. Once a week, you're good. That's a pretty once good a ratio. Your big sleep image, great. Not too bad. I cropped that thing like like an artist. Yep. I'm a cropping artist. You stole that and cropped it slightly to make it slightly different? Like an artist. I mean, Andy Warhol just yes. painted images of... Campbell's soup cans, right? Yep, but but you know, if only I was working with Andy, I would have cropped the shit out of those soup cans, made them a little tighter. You don't need to see perfect. the whole thing. Why are you showing the whole thing, Andy? Yeah, cut Could've some of it, it a off. off, a little off center. Would have been beautiful. There's crops in life, babe. You know that's what you would have said to him. Now so the big, I, well, the big sleep image. Before we move on, I yeah, yeah. hold it. The big sleep image was for last week's episode. That was one thirty, right? I think uh, that sounds right. One thirty. We're on one thirty-one now. I think. But that's not a good way to. It's not the preferred nomenclature for that episode. It's actually an episode of Gutterballs Rewind, right? Where episode we examine thirty. Gutterballs Rewind. The right? big sleep. The big sleep, otherwise known as episode. Um, one thirty gutter balls rewind episode six minute six through seven. Yeah, is that right? Did I do it? I think you're right. All right, it's a little tricky. It's a little tricky. I just tried to type in gutterballs.tv to confirm that, but yeah, instead no, I yeah, gutterballs. But instead yeah, well, I we typed... We talked about the sixth minute of the sixth episode. I typed tricky, and then it came up with this, like, quasi-hip-hop female-led group from the 90s. Right. Which you know well, all too well. Because I, I just typed them, what I was I saying. But tricky isn't a... Tricky is a guy. Oh, is it? I just heard it. It sounded like a woman to me. Well, there was a woman in the record, but tricky is the name of the guy. Oh, I just saw the cover, I guess, and heard the music and just assumed. Yeah. Pretty kick-ass music, whatever it is. Kind of liked it. It's pretty good uh, stage name, too. Tricky. 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 All the good stage names were used up in the 90s, really. Yeah. 90s club scene. Yeah. Took them all. DJ Shadow. It's a good one. Um, yeah. What Fat else? Boy Slim. TLC. Is that the 80s? Britney Spears. Yeah, yep, another good one. Bruce Springsteen with two E's. Yeah. Well, did you hear that the B Street Band is going to be playing at the inauguration? I don't know what that is. It's, is that, is uh, that them the, without Bruce? No. Well, oh. it's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, right? Isn't right, that, right, right. 
Well, the B Street Band is apparently the nation's premier Bruce Springsteen cover band. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I was drinking. I feel a little surreal today, Brad. Mm. Yeah, a little disassociated. Dissociated. That's a good. That's a good word for it. Disassociated. I wouldn't call it an out of body experience, but I there's a little bit of like floating sensation to it. There's a okay. little bit of like lightness, maybe a little dizziness. I'm not nauseated at all, but just kind of lightness and like everything seems a little ephemeral. I'm not mm. sure what's going on there. Um, except that everything is fucking crazy. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Yeah. And, whew. but that's how life is, right? It's ups and downs, strikes and gutters. And it's not that it's good or bad. It's just things swing back and forth sometimes. Yeah. The pendulum swung pretty fucking hard. Pretty fucking hard. This is kind of a violation of Newton's laws, I think. Is it that far? It's gone that far, I think. It's gone farther than... The the pendulum has kind of gone too far. Like, like the whole... The whole system is breaking down. We need to rewrite the laws of physics. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the pendulum's just going to, like, come off the whatever a pendulum is attached to. Newton and Einstein Almost. are exhuming themselves and just like spinning around at like near light speed and perhaps, perhaps faster than light speed. Just in giving the middle finger to all the laws. That's how fast they're spinning in their graves. But will their spinning create some sort of force that maybe might it'll actually, go backwards? The, the Earth will spin in reverse. The Earth will spin in reverse. Maybe and we'll, we'll get a do over. Do over, just kidding. You know, Einstein's gonna be like, he's gonna go and like put himself in between two steel rails of a train track. Be like, come on, you can go across me. I'll fix this little landslide that destroyed one half of the railroad. Maybe it was both sides of it, I don't even know. And Newton's gonna be like, oh, it's cool, it's cool. I'm going to build a huge wall so there won't be tsunamis. What is it with building walls and you people? (laughs) What do you mean, you people, Brad? Newton. Einstein. Trump. Trump. That just seems to be everyone's answer these days. We'll just build a wall. Yes, yes. That's your answer to everything, isn't it? Build a wall. So I promised you my advice to you, Brad, is to array of hard drives. Get a fucking job. Tell me about your array of hard drives, (laughs) because you were trying to plug your headphones in, and you were like, "Oops, I plugged my array of hard drives in." Right? I'm like, that seems like a ridiculous mistake. Yeah, array. Nice segue away from politics. Yeah. Well, we're not ready to go all in and say what needs to be said. So. Apparently Maybe not. one day. One day. But, Once yeah, we... I have an array of hard drives. And by array, I mean two. Oh, okay. Well, that's... But they're split into three drives. Oh, you partitioned them. Yes. I partitioned one of them. Oh, okay. And then if you can... Well, so if you consider my... Um, because I have two, but now they're, but it actually appears three. But if you consider the drive in the laptop, there's a total of four drives I'm juggling right now. 
I don't know if I consider the drive in the laptop as equal to the external drives. It shouldn't yeah. be, well, at least. I'm definitely juggling it around. Well, the external drive should be storage. The internal one you should save for the operating system and programs. Well, I do, but I also have plenty of extra space on it. So, like, don't touch you it. Know, let's say I want to take my uh, photo, my take my you know laptop with me, where I don't want to have to sit at this desk and plug it into an array of drives. I still want some stuff on it to work on. There's well, still this- some data on it. This raises I'll the still question: import What some photos onto it or something in the Lightroom and start screwing with them on here? Okay, so you have, as you copped to earlier, you have iCloud, you have yeah. Google Drive. Clearly, you have Dropbox. So you're dealing with still images. Can't those live somewhere that's accessible always? If you have an internet connection, why do those have to be stored locally? They well, for me. It, I just, it's too, the files are too big. The cloud is too unreliable in speed. Ha 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 That I can't do those types of files with it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just like, again, so many, but so many hundreds live- of thousands. I want to, like, I need a more advanced management system than what the cloud is going to give me. Okay, but your advanced management system is carting around external hard drives. You don't like the like immediacy of the performance, but you could sync that those files to the cloud, mm-hmm. go to your secondary location. Mm-hmm. You're probably doing other stuff. Okay, now it's time for photo editing or whatever. Download it locally, which, I mean, it's less than a gig which should be doable. Now you can work locally. Okay, I'm done. I got to go now. I finished my caramel macchiato. Upload it back, sync it back up, put it in Dropbox even, and then, you know, work that way. Which one of those seems more stressful to you? So the reason (laughs) that I I don't do that, right, is because, um, so I use Lightroom to manage my photos, Oh, fucking Apple and its data management. It's no, this such- is an Apple. This is Adobe, man. Oh, Adobe, Adobe right. But yes, yeah, nice. so, so, but, but I use, so Lightroom, I have like this thing called a catalog, right? It knows all my photos, all the metadata of it. But it's similar um, you know, to what's I it called? Edit- like iPhoto, right? It like stores everything, like it manages all the shit in the background. It doesn't per se. You can. Um, it manages it in the sense that like you never have to really go into, let's say like your file management, like whether that's be the finder or on windows, you have file explorer or whatever to like, look at those files. I I kind of hate that already though. They all, but they, so you want to be able to go into the file system for them? Well, here's no, the thing. I don't want to be able to do that. I need to do that only, and I don't want it to fuck around with that. <laughs> so here's the thing. It doesn't fuck around with it. It organizes it exactly how you want to. So what I will do is something like, um, so if we really want to get into this whole workflow, right, which I think is actually pretty interesting. I do. I really want to. Um, so what I would do Because I prefer to is, manage manually and granularly. See, I manage granular granularly it's a hard thing to say exactly how i want to do it 
but yet automatedly. It's the best. Well, well you know, I that's a fallacy, you Brad. You can't worlds. have the best of both worlds. But, I, okay, I'll shut up. I'll listen. So I will put the... Um, so I will put the memory card into my Mac and then I will go into Lightroom and I will click import and it's like, here's all your files. And then I will, then there's this little panel comes up, you know, Adobe, their products have all these palettes and panels of all kinds of shit, you know, I do know. And I'm, you know, it's all set up how I want it. But again, there's tons of configurability there. And more or less, I save it how I want to, using the file structure I want to. Um, so the way I would do it is I would put it in there. Generally, when I import, I import into a folder. I use a date-based uh, folder scheme. Absolutely. And I'll say, okay, import all this in here. Hopefully. But at the same time, I can do things like build smart previews, which I'll get back to what those are later. Those sure. are the key. Uh, but here, wait, know, wait, 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 wait. If I want to whoa, whoa, whoa. in. Yes, Be- yes, yes. Date-based folders, hopefully numerical only year, month, day. Yes. Okay. With year, possibly month, day, year, month, with an day, underscore. And then- and then a descriptor, maybe. Yes, exactly. Okay, exactly. Good. And then I have a fold. Well, I have a folder for every year, also. So all the right, 2017s nice. going to 27. So it's not just one with just infinite. You know, after whatever three years, you have over a thousand folders or a thousand potential days. I mean, I don't. No, yeah, you don't want day. that. But, but that's yeah, what so I, basically so what Lightroom up. and iPhoto are trying to approximate with their like background organization. You're doing it manually. Well. Lightroom. I can't wait for you to get to the automated part. So what? Because um, so far, well, this is exactly what I do. So, right. I'll get to the automated part. What I will say before that, though, is the difference between the way Aperture or iPhoto and now iPhoto, of course, is a dead product. They just have a thing called Photos, Ugh. which is I don't know that because I haven't barely used that. But, yeah, it mixes it kind of seamlessly as cloud and local storage and yeah, whatever. I, I Lightroom, when you're like the folders that you're browsing in Lightroom and the organization scheme you're using is the same as on your hard drive. I can go into the hard like like it's really the browser of your photos is just like a file browser built into a panel in Lightroom. Yeah, okay. it's not that- doing anything tricky like, <laughs> oh, there's just a database of 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 files like your right your photos in there somewhere but who knows where which you can easily fuck up to find it um yeah no that's similar and they're building that sort of functionality into a lot of their products now and you know i'm i'm coming around to using it more and more i don't always use it but I see it there. I see it over there. I'm yeah. like, hey, what's well, up? Hey, what's up? You're not well, pissing me off over there. I see your little panel. It's like, oh, and sometimes I'll yeah. go and like, you know, okay, and then bring something or, you know, I'm just, I see you. Right. I see you. You're not too offensive. You haven't pissed me well, off. Well, Lightroom is a digital asset management software. Like if I'm not using that for Lightroom, then there's no point in using it. In other words, it's not like, a, like, yes, Lightroom has... You said that weirdly. If I'm not using that for Lightroom, you said that weirdly. Please explain. Yeah, I probably said this. I just mean if I'm not using the file browser file organization features of Lightroom. Gotcha. If you're not experienced or like using it to its fullest potential, then why bother? 
Yeah, you're just, just like be using Finder. A, a hard drive of files and then Photoshop to edit or something. Well, you, like yeah, Light you'd be Room's using Finder. Feature uh, is the organization of your photos. But here's where I'm confused because you're still making all the folders, like you said, numerically by date. You're making all of those. Well, so I'm how not. is that helping you? So here's what I'm doing. Is this the automation um, part now? Yes. Okay. Well, there's multiple. So so there's going to be multiple automation parts within. Hit this. me. So the first automation part is during import. So versus just dragging files into a folder, um, the automation part is like I'm not screwing around with, okay, let me find the full. Like it's already there. It's like, hey, I know you store your photos here. I know you do a date-based thing. Like here you go. That's there, right? Then when I do it, when I import them, I can choose a, a huge selection of things to do automatically to these photos during import. Yes. Wait, please wait, though. You said... Lightroom knows that that's how you because store I've your photos. it that way. Like, okay, like, you had to do it, some front end work to get it yes. to like every time you insert well, a I card, said, it's like I will like prompt. Here's a folder I'm going to create based on year, month, day, numerical well, folder a, structure. So it knows that I store my folders in. A full, well, so you right store now, your photos when I import them. See, your I import language them onto is slippery. Drive. And they go into a folder called Lightroom Masters that okay. I have. The, the, the whole creation of a file isn't that interesting in automated, but it is easier to just have the, this kind of like software take off from where I started versus me just like manually fucking around with files and folders and a file structure. See, th- that's where I'm just it's like I'm just like, put these where they should be, where I where, you know, I keep them go. Import, hit the button, not, okay, open up, hit the little finder, smiley face, then go to wherever, pictures, and then from there go to, you know, the subfolder I keep it in, and then open a second finder window, and go navigate to the SD card, then open the DCIM folder, then hit command A, and then drag over, you know? But again, this is, this is... I do know, and that's exactly how I do it. That's right? exactly how I do but it. I but just what? plug the card in. And I say import. Oh my God, Brad! This is where it's breaking down, though. And it goes like, into that Lightroom's master's folder. How the folder. fuck does it create? Okay, can I give you a use case and you yeah. explain how Lightroom will yes. handle it? Sure. Okay. We haven't even gotten to any of the good stuff yet, but go on. I need to. You need to build this foundational knowledge for me. Okay. Because I got my own ways and I got my own systems. But I'm very yes. curious about what you're doing here, because I know a lot of the Adobe suite of products, but I've almost I've touched Lightroom like twice. OK, so go with me on a little journey. Uh, I'm, right? I'm with you. OK, it's let's say December 31st, 2016 or 2019. OK. Or 2020, or 2142, at which time we are gods and in all the history books for inventing this format of podcast. You're taking pictures because it's a party, right? Sure. Cheek, 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 cheek. It's 10 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock. Snap, snap, snap. You're taking all these pictures. It's 12 o'clock. It turns midnight. Oops, shit. Now it's a different year. 
Well, it's a different mm-hmm. day. It's a different month. It's a different year. Mm-hmm. Beep, beep, beep. So you got, let's say, you know, kind of weirdly for you, you're not shooting on film this night because you wanted to take 100 photos instead of four. You shoot yes. digitally, right? Yes. Yes. So you got this card. It's got, I won't even say 100. Let's not muddy the waters. Let's say you shoot, you know, you shoot two photos. You shoot one at 11.58 p.m. on December 31st mm-hmm. and the next one at 12.02 a.m. Okay. on the next day, right. month, year, right? Yes, so you got a got card you. with I'm two photos this. on there. You insert it into the card reader or your little slot on your laptop or whatever. Open up Lightroom there, and it, boom, and it's like... It magically creates two different folders. No, it does not do that. So what does it, this is where it's breaking down for me. Here's the question. Do you want it to do that or not? I don't, and it's not what it does for me. Okay, I'm asking you, please explain it as if you were talking to like, not a six-year-old, but more like a 16-year-old perhaps, who doesn't have a lot of experience. (laughs) Fine. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's like I'm not stupid. I'm just an asshole. I create a folder kind of for each import. They're almost like rolls of film is how I view them. Right. Do you but do you do that every time you're going to import them? a, A folder is created. I don't know how you quantify whether or not I am creating the folder or not. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what? Like do, you hit some com- deep stuff. do you hit Command N and a little thing no. comes up, create new folder, and you type I, in the name of the folder? No, I do not do that. Okay, so Lightroom creates a folder every time you though. insert a card? In Lightroom, I insert the card. Yes. I click import. Uh-huh. A whole import dialog comes up. Okay. That will do a bunch of things that are good to do an import. So one, um, is it a drop down menu, Brad? There's a lot of drop down menus. Lots of drop. Okay. But you can, so for one things that one advantage, right? A simple advantage is let's say I didn't format the card after I imported it last time. So I had, I had 30. So there's actually like 136 pictures. 36 oh. of them were from two weeks ago. I imported them two weeks ago. And now Shit, you're going to have pictures. multiple copies. Damn it. Well, no, man. No, really? Lightroom takes care of it for you. Oh, fuck. It's just like, hey, you already imported these, dude. You don't want two of these? Yeah, you they're got automatically it, deselected. All right, so that's good. It's got so deduplication good. enabled by default. Yes. Then... Um, you can determine, you know, and I don't want to necessarily launch late room while I'm talking. Yeah, what the fuck? I'll do it. I just do hope it. it doesn't fuck What's the worst up. that could happen? Um, but here, I'll launch it up. But yeah, so in essence, um, so then you can, okay. So then you have the idea. Yeah, there's a check mark. Don't import suspected duplicates, right? Let's say you want to make a second copy of this. So maybe your workflow is something like every time I import something, I want to import it onto this drive, which is like my work drive. But then let's say I have another drive that's kind of like read only drive. Question. Then I want to make second copies of this, right? That's just a checkbox, right? Make a second copy to to a backup folder. Right. Got it. I have a question. Yeah. 
is is that check mark something that you can say do this every time or do they, you have to be prompted you and it, you however you check it that's it'll all it'll be it'll just remain checked or unchecked on every import so if like, i whatever you did last smart time previews yeah they'll just be it'll be stay that way most recent choice yeah gotcha uh for most things, some things actually are logically not more logical not to be that way, and they sure. don't work that way. Like, well, for example, and I'm curious about what those are. So, which I almost kind of wish it was. Um, but you know, so so don't import. Build smart previews. How how what kind of previews do you want? Right, which is a whole other thing. Um, Make them make a second copy, add to a collection. We, we might get into what collections are later. File renaming. So let's say you want to rename the file based on some scheme. So what if you want the files to all be named month, month, or year, 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 month, month, day, day, something, right? Or who knows what, right? You know, based on a shoot number and a date, whatever, right? There's templates and all kinds of things you can, like, make and choose, right? You want them all to be lowercase NEF instead of uppercase NEF. You know, there's a whole rename thing that it will, will do for you. Um, you can apply keywords, metadata um, during import. So, okay, this is all whatever. This is a, this was a, my gutter balls photo shoot. I can just right here say, okay, I want them all, the metadata, all these photos to have gutter balls added as a keyword. Um, you know, I want to add copyright info automatically. You know, you can, you can, you can, you can, uh, you know, apply these metadata as you import, um, develop settings. So let's say you do have a preset, like something you want to just apply to everything. Like, let's say you just shot a wedding, you have a thousand fold photos and you want to just auto tone and bump the contrast on all of them. It just is a starting point. You don't even want to see the drab raw files, Right. Or maybe whatever, right? You you can just say yes, do that. You have Visco film like I do. I want to just import these all and have them look like it's Tri-X 400 pushed one stop. Sure, do that. It'll just automatically apply that to all the photos as they are imported. Um, so is this all one interface with like you know fucking like 15 or 20 drop downs and all these choices first yeah, time you import the card you launch lightroom it's like here it all is like choose what you want to do yes and that's a complaint about lightroom is people well, I don't mind i think that's for awesome the first time yeah it it does take a while to get used to like people sure. the first time they're like i just want to import my photos and they're like what the fuck is this it's like a fucking space shuttle launch panel if you want to import With your photos, just use photos then or use fucking finder. Yeah. Like exactly. I do. I mean this is a this is a more pro level digital asset management system. Yeah, so And then finally I'm here at the last part. Oh shit. Which is in essence what you're talking about, which is well where the fuck do you want to actually store these things? Right? And then you can choose. Well, I want to store them in one folder. I want to automatically organize them by date. What I do is say, I want to put them into one folder. And then again, it has the name of the last folder I used here, which is, which is like 2017 01 02, whatever. And there's a little plus symbol next to it. And it duplicates it and just increments it by one. It doesn't have that. I just type Ah. into that little box what I want to call it, right? But if I did want to just do it all by date, I could I could do that too. But yeah, so I but I want to say yeah, put these all in here, 
whatever, and it goes, and then it does all that. So that's just the import part, right? Um, so well, you yes. were going to get into more of the automation, but like that's just importing. So what's, right, so that's the so kind that, of stuff but, during import. But you also so said like that puts like certain looks on it. Little exposure, yeah, little contrast, that, I don't whatever. Use that too often, but sometimes I do. But yeah, that's another. It can append you like you know Smith wedding or whatever to the end of all the photos. So you know what it is. Yeah. It'll kind of like you have an option to create a new folder. They all go in here. It knows what you want. It prompts you for that shit. Is yes. there another level of automation that you were going to get to? Well, so what I'll say now is because that's a what lot this already. Just did was though, like whereas in the Apple products, is Lightroom sponsoring this podcast, Brad? <laughs> uh, Adobe? Yeah. Well, no, not Adobe. Jesus, we're not fucking monsters. I didn't mean Lightroom specifically. Um, well, uh, different little not, team. They, they they're in they their probably, own little building. I think we could. You know, I would love. You know, I would like to hear from the we listener whether up. or not they would like to hear a Lightroom <laughs> podcast. We can do how Brad does Lightroom. I could probably talk about that for an hour a week, to be honest. I could listen and shoot you bullshit questions about it for at least yeah. an hour, probably more. All right, here I'm writing that down. We got our new. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get Adobe to sponsor us. It'll all be good. Fuck yeah. Well, not Adobe. We want Lightroom to sponsor us. I want them to become their own little offshoot, like their own little silo, if you will. Like they have their own little budget, like maybe the director of it has his own credit card. And he'd be like, fuck yes, we'll sponsor that podcast. And he'll just like swipe it through the square reader on one of our iPhones and give us, you know, $42,000. Yeah. We'll give uh, Julianne Cost a run for her money. I don't know who that is. I like her though. So she is the she's like, not the one who gave all our photos to the evangelist archive something or other for Lightroom for Adobe. But you go on YouTube on the Adobe's channel, and there's just like countless videos with Julianne Cost explaining all the ins and outs of Lightroom. Quantity, Brad. Quantity, but. It's not, but it's visual, and who wants to learn how to use a software program with photos visually? You want to hear that audio only, right? So you're not distracted. Okay. And you want to hear the banter about, like, us getting hung up on numbers and stuttering over them, like, <laughs> like when the magic sequence, like, 5, 7, 8, 1, and, like, it activates the, the, the little uh, mini man inside me to come out and go, boop. <laughs> That's what people want. Is that like sort of like an internal ASMR thing? Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, Jesus, you got guttural for a second. I liked it, though. I fucking liked it, man. Liked it. That makes me feel like assembling into a giant superhero like, not Ultron. What was that Transformers dude? Voltron. Was that Ultron? No, that was the... Voltron with the lions. Oh, you're just making fun I mean, of me I mean, Transformers, now. there was, like, Devastator I mean. and all them. No, it was like the like the six of the individual Transformers got together into a bigger dude. Right, a lot of them did that. No, there was one guy specifically. Come on, you know. Well, the original one that did that was Come the Constructicons, on. and they produced the Devastator. Well, maybe that's it. I don't know. Was it? I feel like there's a more obvious choice that 
you know, this is like me saying, well, I know Picard was the captain of the Enterprise. And you're like, well, oh, yeah, there's a lot of captains. You know, it's like, no, come on, just give me the simple thing. I don't think there's a simple thing for this in Transformers. Unless you mean, unless it's not in Transformers and you're thinking of Voltron. Voltron! What was that, then? Voltron was the lions. And I'll form the head. Don't say the... What's the lions? There was mechanical lions, like giant lions. In the, in the Transformers? The this is not Transformers. This is a separate show. There was, like, a planet... It was there was like this castle and there were these lions. Here, can you stop? You just got a they, text. Can you check it real quick? You, how the hell did you hear that? Well, I just I don't want I you guess to miss it vibrated anything. Vibrated over to the other thing. I don't want you to miss um, anything important. Yeah, I know. There's lots of text here. I'm gonna put this on the floor. Well, here, just check well, it. No, just check it. I, I did check it, and it's on the floor now. What? It's nothing important. Nothing that I need to answer right now. Why don't we introduce a new segment of the show where we answer our texts during the podcast? You don't have to say names. No, I don't need to answer any texts. We can try it out, though. I don't need... It's fine. It's all good. I know it's fine. It might be better if you answered them right now. Are you just trying to deflect from Voltron now? No, I know I'm stupid. That was my whole thing. I'm stupid. I don't know about Star Trek or Transformers. So tell me about Voltron and the Transformers. I don't need to tell you about them. Wait. (laughs) Come on. Just give me a little taste. Voltron. Voltron. Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, Voltron. <laughs> so, Voltron was a... Um, it was originally a Japanese show, of course. Is that the name of the show, Brad? Voltron? Yes, Voltron. I thought that was just a dude universe. in Transformers. No, how many times did I say it's ain't Transformers? It's a separate show. I think I've said it 27 times. I know you've said it, but I just think you're fucking with me. No. Please continue. Um, So it was one of these things where it was originally a Japanese series. The Japanese series. The Japanese. They've started everything great, haven't they? Yes. The Japanese series was called Beast King Go Lion. Stop saying those things. <laughs> In America, they named it Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Beast thing, Beast go lion. King, go lion. Beast king. Yeah, kind of like go lion is like the name of the, the thing in question, and the title is Beast King. Gotcha. Wow. And the, so the reason I mentioned the Japanese origin is because recently, only in the last couple of years, I started watching the Japanese version because I found it on YouTube and it blew my mind apart. Why? Just how it's so fucking like they change it around, right? Like it's. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean they change it around? So, okay. I was kind of making fun of you a little bit, but now I'm actually interested. In the Japanese version, right? I'm going to do my best to get these details Because this is one of these other shits where, like, they do something cool in Japan or Korea, and then it comes over here, and it sucks all of a sudden. Is it another one of these stories? Yes. Ugh. Why do we have to suck so bad sometimes, Brad? In the... So there's so in the Japanese version, right? And and most of the episodes are 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 similar. It's really the first episode they have to completely re-edit and change the dialogue completely to give it a different premise cuz the Japanese premise just is not going to fly in America. 
for several reasons. So give me one of those reasons at least. You can't just say for several reasons and move on. Like we live in some sort of post truth world. I'm about to go through them. I'm not going to just give you one. I'm going to give you several. Okay, great. So in the Japanese version, there's a kind of a weird prologue with a narrator that talks about Voltron. Like Voltron was this amazing, um, powerful force that like kept you know the world in line and justice in the universe he sure seemed like it he kind of got too full of himself i mean i only know him from transformers but he seemed like a badass he challenged god in essence i thought he was god fucking better than you and god which is depicted as kind of this like Woman in Noxious space gas with some clouds? kind of di- diaphanous. Uh, what does diaphanous mean, around Brad? Her. It means kind of like uh, transparent and ethereal. Okay, I ephemeral, think. even. Yeah, she the, the, she just is kind of like Voltron. You were great for a while, but like your pride is too much, and you're too full of yourself. So I'm sorry, but like ting and like. Breaks him apart into five pieces, these five lions. This seems like a classic tale of, like, you know, God and Satan and um, Zeus and whoever the fuck. Well, I think a lot of it deals with, you know, Japanese, like, working through, like, the defeat of World War II and stuff like that also. Oh, this is post-World War II, huh? Oh, well, yeah, it was in the 80s, but... Oh. (laughs) So they take... (laughs) So that's the Japanese version. So that's how it just kind of starts. No, but seriously, that's like that's a trope that goes back, you know, thousands of years. No, 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 definitely. For so sure. Just, yeah, so that yeah, that makes classic. sense. Like they were working through like just the awfulness of that whole thing. Yeah. I think the idea is, well, Japan, like we were once good, but we got too fucking full of ourselves and thought we could like, you know, invade other countries and take over the world. And then we got nuked and now we have to, you know, that was kind of our own fault. And now we're humble. Well, it's like it takes 10 good acts to make up for one bad act kind of thing. Like, and that's and I'm not talking like globally. That's just personal shit. Like if you say a bad thing to, you know, your friend or a family member, say, you know what, fuck you, then guess what? It takes 10 times saying, I love you, to make up for that. And yeah. even more than that, like, you have to mean it and support it with your actions. So, yeah, I get it. So, so that's one. The second thing that then happens. So that's the intro. That's kind of like a pr- pr- prologue. We still then talking about Lightroom? Proper starts. Yes. This is you this is how you import your photos into Lightroom. After Voltron gets separated Taking into lions, then this group note. of astronauts, these like space explorers, are in the spaceship and they're returning to Earth. Got it. Yeah. Except they see Earth fucking went crazy and they had a nuclear war. And, like, Earth is just destroyed, more looks or less. Like a it's laid total, waste. Looks like a fart cloud. Total shitstorm. Yeah, yeah. And they, it's just ruins. A and green, they show noxious like, cloud of gas. And I'm not sure exactly, like, 
because there's shots of like missiles going off and mushroom clouds and that's what I'm telling you, collapsing. kid. It's not there. It's been totally blown away. The whole Starfleet doesn't have enough firepower to destroy a planet. But that's Voltron for you. Fucking Transformers. Nothing ever changes. So then, you know, these astronauts end up going to planet Eris where they meet a princess and they end up, you know, there's this whole other thing happening. And, you know, then then the story kind of starts where they end up becoming the pilots of these lions that can form Voltron to fight this, like, you know, evil force. All right, so and now we can get into it. Show. That's where it starts. Now, really tell me what happened. So the that's American, the origin story. The American version of the origin is not like this at all. One, they're like, so the whole thing about Earth getting destroyed isn't really in there. They don't even mention Earth. It's just kind of like the footage of those missiles and stuff is used later to say like, oh, they're attacking planet Eris, which Let's is the face planet it, Brad, they end up at. The Earth is lost anyway. I'm not ready to go there yet. Okay. But, you know, and the whole thing about this, like, goddess, like, um, separating Voltron, like, that. So there's this other character in the um, show, an evil witch named Hagar. The Horrible? And, no, it's not Hagar the Horrible, but it's kind of I the same I love that name. guy. His wife was Helga, I think. Yeah. He had, no, he had he, little horns no. on his helmet. He was such a dude, you know? Like, ah, oh, what do you mean I can't drink my mead? I've only had 17 of them. Go sleep on the rock, she'd say. You can't sleep in the thatched roof hut. Anyway, that's Voltron. Yes, Hagar was the, they, they just, there was some weird narration that was like, oh, well, Hagar disguised herself as a beautiful space nymph and like tricked Voltron and broke him up into five pieces. It seems unlikely Hagar could do that, honestly. Like, what I it was remember. just like, yeah, they just totally re... They just kind of had to explain these bizarre images using something that, like, an American six-year-old would maybe be more into, or at least they, what they thought would be. I don't think kids would have problems. I think they'd think it's it really never, cool when it gets more deep, but anyway. It never translates, does it? It never comes across quite right. Yeah. It's like when you try to go from, you know, like a premiere or Final Cut project to XML, you get all the error messages. Like, well, this fucking thing didn't come over. This other thing didn't come over. This transition didn't work right. Oh, you had a little color correction there, and that didn't work. You wanted to, like, scale up. this. That didn't work either. Usually the scale-ups work. but And it's like, okay, here's... Here's this file which has 200 errors. Good luck. <laughs> have fun. It's not going to look anything like it looks like in my timeline, but have fun. Do your best. Yeah, luckily I don't deal with any of that shit. Well, it's still photos. So the reason well, I, I was so interested in your like workflow mm -hmm. for your photos is I deal with video, which is anywhere from 23.976 photos per second to... You know, if you're, uh, right. what's his fucking nuts, 120 photos per second. So pff, workflow is very pertinent right. to, like, my day-to-day -day life. So I well, really wanted to hear this. And Lightroom seems, honestly, as not someone who takes, I mean, I do take photos, but I don't manage them or I don't do a lot with them except as they relate to, like, maybe a video or maybe a very specific illustration 
Like, I don't right. manage my photos too well, except in Finder, making folders manually, inserting the card, here's the photos, and then I go, okay, these 10 go here, these two go there, these six go there. So it's tedious, yeah. but I just don't trust well, something to, like, do it how I want it well, to be I done say, so I can understand it later, you know? Well, this, you again, you see the file system in the interface. Yeah, that There's might be no, nice. It's not a, again, it's not like, like iPhoto or Aperture where you just don't know what's happening, right? Um it's in my in my opinion, it's the best of both worlds. Because even if aperture, let's say tomorrow, aperture, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, like tomorrow, if I were to stop using Lightroom, let's say Lightroom was just off limits to me. Whatever, they're just like no more Lightroom for Brad. Oof. I would still have all these folders that if I wasn't using a Lightroom, I would still have. Except now that I am using Lightroom, I have all these other things available to me. Like I can very easily say something like, well, show me all the files, show me all the photos I took on this date, um, you know, that I rated three stars or higher. Oh, do you really do that? IPhone. Do you really do the star thing? Um, so I did, I would say from, let me see here. I did see, stars. Brad, so, I think so. that's so dangerous, but okay. Sorry. Let me, con- I'll, you go first. All right. Well, I did the star thing from, and I have thought about the portability of the stars, but I would say from like 08 Oof. until 2013. That's five years I did, worth. I did stars. Then after that, I've just done, I've just used flags. Now, what does a flag mean? You're interested in it and not making a judgment on its quality? Yes, it just even though that kind of is making a judgment on its quality, but I am making a judgment on its quality. It's just kind of like okay, I just imported two hundred photos. I flagged ten of them. Those ten are like the photos. That's the output of this. The rest were just like the throwaways. Okay, not so they're like like you know they're blurry or let's say I took Brad. I understand out of these hundred fifty of them were of Adam standing on the bridge. Well, this is the good one of Adam standing on the bridge. I flag it. So I, you don't I want the ones photos. You don't want the I, ones after I jumped off into the freezing cold water because those are uninteresting. There's nothing there to right. look at. Anymore. Exactly. So when I look at these hundred photos from this role, I can say, well, show me the flagged ones or just show me all of them. Like I can just if I just want to get get down. to. So you did, know. did you use the flag system as like. Kind of the um, line of demarcation between like here are legitimately unusable and honestly terrible photos where like the exposure was off. It's completely out of focus. It was an accident that I pressed the shutter in the first place. That kind of thing. That's what a I flag use it for meant. much more than that. Like, well, that's, OK, are there two flags? Can you put two no, no, flags? No, 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 no. I guess what I mean is when I flag something, the, the bar a flag is, is a line in the sand that. across this line. You do not. Also, I don't think flag is the preferred nomenclature, Brad. It's just acceptable or not acceptable. Right. Well, it's called flag in the interface, I believe. These are not markers that built the fucking Although railroads, the flags, Brad. There are three flags. 
See, see, and are they different colors? Sense, are no, they different no, no. colors? No, it's not three. Like you can apply however many flags. You can either flag a photo. Is there a red flag, green flag, and a yellow flag? No, there's kind. Of, well, okay, I'm considering unflagged as one of them. The flag state of a photo can either be like it's unflagged. Um, okay. it's flagged. yeah, it's like it's like Microsoft Outlook messages. Or it's, in essence, rejected, which is like a black flag. Like, it's like a white flag. Like, in the interface, it kind of looks like a... I'm trying cool to band. Close here. I, I like it's like them. a flag with a little X in the corner, and it's kind of, like, grayish. If you select it, it becomes Their dark. later but shit yeah. wasn't as good, though. So you can either say, like, this photo is definitely a rejected one, which I would probably use for things like you just said. Like, you accidentally press the shutter. It's out of focus. It's just a picture of, like... The ground accent, whatever. I'm kind of partial like to the Henry Rollins years. Because, like, I didn't, cool. I didn't, I was in manual and I didn't set the exposure right. You know, those types of photos would just be like, yeah, those are just rejected off the bat. I mean, I people can use, use these different Pink ways. Rollins There's no way probably to probably lost it. Highway 97. I don't know about these flags, Brad. I don't know about these flags. Well, it's okay. Sure. <sighs> to me, it seems like. Yes or no, like it's binary. You haven't convinced me. I would say the flags, I do treat them as yes or no. Right, they're binary. Yeah, I treat the flags as yes or no. And usually what I will do is out of a set of, yeah, like, but it's not just like, these are definitely no because they're just obviously horrible, so everything else gets flagged. I only flag the, again, like, the ones that are truly what I would call like at least close to good for some reason, you know, like but again, that means I you have to go back and look at be, Yeah. I mean, I thought there's a little bit of a lag, so it seems like I keep, there was a pause when I was trying to, I, I don't mean to keep talking over you, but like I would use a flag in the opposite way. Like here's all the shitty ones, but you're using it. Like here's the ones that I deem. Okay. And then yeah. the rest of them are down there, and I'm going to have to go back to those ones at some point to determine which are okay, and I'm going to keep and which I can just trash. No. Kind no? of. Well, I just never <laughs> Well, do it's that one way or thing. the other. Well, no. I, I, let's say I have 100 photos. I might flag three of them. That's like around my, probably, my ratio probably, right? Right. And then you have to go back to the under, other 97 and decide no, I, I never like, go back to them. I, I already looked at all 97 and I decided to flag these three. Well, then Done. delete the other 97. Oh, no, they're there. Just kind of like, <laughs> I just really don't believe in deleting a photo. So you're a hoarder. Kind of. And also, but also it changes, right? Like I will. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. That's what yes, I'm fucking so getting at wants, with this whole yes. thing. But it was more about the stars than the flags. When you start starring things especially upon first viewing so you went you had your new year's eve party but you figured out like how to like get lightroom to put it in the right folder even though it spanned a day a month a week a year all of that oh you figured all that out now you go back and look at it and upon first viewing you're gonna judge all these photos now you're your own worst critic. 
you specifically and the more like royal, the editorial, you know, we dropped off the fucking money. Upon first viewing, I don't think assigning a star rating to your photo is a legitimate way to do business. No, I will agree with that. Don't say peep while I'm doing fucking business. And you're saying peep. And I don't think it works because it's like something you may say, that's fucking awesome. Five stars. You might look at a month later and be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Or you might say that's the worst ever. But you could get people looking at it being like, holy shit. Yeah, but it's blurry. Who gives a shit? Look at how you captured it. And the, the framing and the light just travels from the left to the right and it just mm, captures this essence of the struggle against light and dark you know who knows what and I don't think your first assessment is always the correct one so that's why I was like I wanted to dive down into these star things a little a little more so you're saying you would prefer stars I hate the stars because I think they're extremely inaccurate because could be if you're doing the stars upon first viewing, I know like the first cut I make of a movie always sucks. It's never good. And I say, mm-hmm. well, that's the worst movie I ever made. And I'm going to throw it away now. One star. Don't look at it ever again. Go away. Well, so come I- back. Look at it again. And it's like, you know what? That's maybe two, two and a half. And I think there's potential for it to be maybe three. Three and a half, maybe, if I work on it really hard. And I just don't know what value there is. And so w- I, well, what's so weird I'll, is I'll like you're, you're using the this. well, you're I using think. the flags to do the same thing. And like, OK, you have an well, answer. I'm sorry. Go okay, ahead. so I have actually a bunch of answers. But what I'll say is when I'm flagging things, I'm red. I'm here all night, Brad. When I'm flagging things. That is me. I think that is not me like you looking at a movie and deciding to give it a star rating or flag it. That is me editing the movie. So I have 100 pictures, just like you might have 10 hours of raw footage that you need to condense into a 10-minute movie. That's very clever, Brad. I have 100 pictures that I'm going to condense into a five-photo um, you know, album, a five-photo photo essay, whatever. That's very so clever. So my first cut is these five photos. I might in one. What I generally do is not import it instantly. Look quick. Okay, flag, flag, not flag, flag, not flag, not flag, not flag, not flag, not flag, flag. I don't do that. I'll import them. I'll look at them. I might not do anything with that for a while, um, but I'll eventually get around to doing it. You know, again when I have more distance, I'll look at them and then come back and look at them again. Um, you know, I might flag one or two, like this one is definitely like amazing. Oh my God. I'm flagging it right now. Now I want you but to then, be a little like more said, specific about this, Brad, I might though. Flag it Brad, when I look at it. Brad, a week Brad, later. Brad, Brad, wait, yes, wait, yes. wait, you're moving yes. too far. You're so fast. Okay. okay. I want to not lose sight of the Lightroom interface. Okay. Yes. So you're saying I don't, you don't always like flag, flag, flag upon import. With that interface with Lightroom, you're saying that you'll give it time. Yeah. Which assumes that you will go back to those folders to, like, then further edit your photos. Yes. And are you using another interface in Lightroom, the same interface? Or I'm not using is the this import like, interface. Not the import interface, but are you using Lightroom to manage this, like, grading system that you have? Yes. Like, later yes. on, like, a, maybe a month later? Yes. I'll go into Lightroom, and I'll bring up, okay, oh, here see, it is, that, New Year's Eve party. That's a horse of a different color, Brad. 
That's a horse of a different color. Alrighty. If you give yourself that time yes. between the the taking of the photo and the judging of the photo, then that's a horse of a different yeah. color. And again, like I said, I'll just like you might re-edit a movie, I'll re-edit. I'll say, here's my photos from my great American road trip. Okay, here's what I've kind of decided. And then I'll look at it three years later and go back and be like, this, I was fucking on crack. I don't know what I was thinking. Let me redo this, right? I totally missed the whole different approach here and go through them. And that actually, so here's where I'm going to talk about stars versus flags briefly. Yes, please. No, not briefly. Please, please. Because I'm still unclear about the difference the advantage of a star. You seem to like appreciate these fucking flags and to me it's like yes or no well a flag is yes or no that's how i treat the flag as yes or no because to me like and i'm gonna bring it over to my world a little bit for video it's like yes or no this would be an assistant editor doing this and so you have like 10 or like 2 to 30 takes of an actor saying like you know god damn man I'm a hygienist, right. not a doctor. You know, 30 takes of that. And then the assistant editor goes through and just flags either all the good ones or all the bad ones. And you develop that, right? Yes, yes, right. yes. No, 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 no. Yes, no, 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 no. Yes. Or the opposite of that, the inverse. But it seems like you got something else going on. And I, I'm just, well, I can't wrap my mind around similar. it. similar. It might be a little different. I mean... Because they're they're like weeding out all the shit you don't have to deal with. Like, no, this sucks yeah. because like the boom got in the shot, or this sucks because right. fucking McCoy uh, looked right in the camera. Yeah, fuck that I mean, one. This sucks because would, Scotty's giant gut got in the shot. Who knows? You know, but yeah. like, no, 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 no. Okay, this one can work. I'm not judging the performance, but yeah. it's just this can't Why? work for technical reasons. Yeah, I mean, I think. I'm doing the same thing, except I'm not just choosing to flag the ones that are just acceptable. I'm only choosing the ones that I think have a chance of actually being like the one. So out of the 40 takes, I'm only going to flag one, maybe two, maybe three at the outside. Probably just one. Sometimes I might do two because it's just like they're both so damn good. I'm not sure I'm going to flag them. And when it comes time to for me to ever actually do something, I'll have to re-examine. I know that you know this, but can I say it to you right now anyway? Yes. Sure. Have no fear, Brad, of perfection. You'll never reach it. Sure. I don't have a fear of perfection, no. It's a quote by Salvador Dali, but it seems to me like that's what you're doing. It's like, well, no, this this photo for sure never has a chance of being the one. And the one is like, this is the thing. It's like, it's never going to be the thing. Well, Have we learned anything in the last 80 minutes, 70 minutes? Quantity, man. So that's why stars are, or that's why I used stars originally. So stars, stars, you stars may not guardians, this or about just stars? stars, just stars. Oh, okay. We're not even going to get to those stars guardians. <laughs> hey, shush. We're going to need to do a volume two. <laughs> the tell me about uh, the stars. The stars. There's five. So there's guardians. five stars. So this is a star rating. You can give it. 
Um, the the layperson is familiar with this because iTunes kind of has the right. um, yes. star rating, so this too. this isn't just like I starred this, like marked it a favorite, right? That's, in essence, what the flag is. Right. I flagged this. These are This is like give it one to five stars. So what I used to do is go through and be like, okay, this is a one-star photo, right? This is like the lens cap is in the shot. It's whatever. I'm never going to. Right. There's and I still – I still think that's a horrible way to go about your business, but yeah, I think you're getting I mean, there. I mean, whatever it is, right? Like, fine, a shot with a lens cap in it could be good. That that can happen. But, I mean, this is obviously not – or even let's say I'm doing something. These are pictures of a wedding. Obviously, I'm not going to, like, give a bride a picture with the lens cap in it that, like, covered her face or something, right? That's a one-star photo. It might even be there's this other concept called rejection. I'm not going to get there. But yeah, so one stars. But I would rate them. In essence, I would do this. I would give things one star if it was just like, yeah, this is this. This is I, I think very lowly of this. This would probably never be in anything. Three stars was like, hey, this is pretty good. I like it. Then I'd give four stars if I was like, OK, yeah, I like all these photos, but this one's a four star. This one's better. And then I used a five star, like sparingly, like I could probably like between like, you know, like I said before, like 08 and 2013, when I was doing stars, I might have like 25 star photos, period, through that whole period, right? Through that whole five year period. So that's how I used the star ratings. And again, it was fluid. I would revisit the star ratings, but it was just an easy way. Like if someone said, Brad, I need to see your five best photos tonight. I could just go into the thing and say, okay, show me all the five stars. And I'll start there instead of saying, okay, I have over 200,000 photos. Let me start looking through them. You know what I mean? Like that's, the, but the, again, the star rating gave you that flexibility to be like, okay, I want to re, here's 2,000 photos. I want to reevaluate them, but I can say, don't show me anything less than three stars. I already got rid of all the ones that were just, Pure black, whatever, you know, like they're just obviously could never work. You know, if I had more time, maybe who knows? Maybe I'd go back. I mean, the one star ones, I would use a one star if I was very confident that it just was not a workable photo. Again, like it was just all black, like you literally just black or just all black with a streak of like white through it. I don't know. That sounds cool already. I mean, that kind of sounds cool, but it's just, but, uh, but the, again, these are like photos of a New Year's party. It's like, well, that doesn't show anything. And sure, I've come across ones that are, that are accidental abstract ones, and I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. So the basically, if you were looking streak, it's like for I get those every fucking day, and they're, I'm, they're, I'm, if you got commissioned by a band for an album cover, you would sort by one star, maybe two star photos. Right. Oh, I want to find. Yeah, I want to find the blurriest, right, shakiest, stripiest photo, weirdest yeah, sure. ass looking shit ever. Yeah, it's like, I oh, look at this. That. I really. This took me two days to find yeah. the right light. But um, so that's stars versus flags. Right, but see, then that, sometime, that, that, you know, um, I, I feel a little better about your starring yeah. situation from two thousand eight to. 2013 I still don't love it because you know I just think there's some like like anti-recency bias in there yeah there could be 
and again, that's why I kind of revisit it when I need to. But um, I feel a little better about it than I did initially. Yeah, the well, but well, I just changed the flags then, just because I was like, it was just again too cumbersome. It was kind of like, okay, I have one stars, and then again, I would, you know, originally I just used like one, three, and four, and occasionally the five, but then every once in a while a two would sneak in there because I was oh. like, well, it's not quite a one, but I don't want to give it a three. Okay, it's a, it was just too much. I'm just now like, okay, pick the ones. And then that you you think now and again I view that process similar to like like I said to to make that's how I like edit the movie. But right, what do you do? Unquote. See, I but and then I might re-edit it and say, okay, originally I used these six photos to be my to be the to, to express this idea from this shoot. But what do you do with the you other ninety nine percent of your fucking photos? They're all there. What do you do like with you them? Said, I know they're there. It's like living in a house well, if, stacked with newspapers from like the 1910s to the present any, day. What do you do with them? They don't take up any space. They're nicely organized. Did you just say so they if, don't take up any space? You carry around hard drives with you, man. <laughs> fine. They take up you very small space. You can't put them in the iCloud. You have to like have to little man purse, a little purse right. over your shoulder and carry your hard drives around with you. Okay, well, what do you do get, with them? I will get to my workflow in these drives because there's some very interesting things there, I think. I, but first, what I will say is why I save them all. Why? Um, well, you were just arguing that you can never be sure what's the right ones to cut or not this whole time. So that's I'm not right. sure why you're giving me shit for keeping them. I got, um, I got more hard drives than you, man. you're just trying to Unless you're just trying to make the point that I shouldn't be starring them and just keeping them all and not worrying. It's been my know. point the whole time. I don't think you should worry yeah. about it because I don't think, like, you know, even a month out, I'm not sure, like, your eye holes can ever be the ones to determine what's going to be great or not. Like, you can try. Well, and I, I try to get other people's opinions, right, too. Like, I'll definitely, uh, um, you know, consult with... Um, my wife, you might Who's know that? her. Her name is Christine. Oh, that's right. You know, I will, um, you know, consult with people. I've I've attended various little uh, photo groups here that I've like again said, okay, here's the ones I decide I want to look at with them, and you know, get some feedback that really changes how if I see people you perceive it and a stuff. Trusted friend and confidant who has a history with the visual arts. If only you could. Ah, fuck. Um, Spax. You could send it to Spax. There you go. Well, actually, I, you know, I have a new, I have, I have a load that I'm getting ready to send (laughs) your way. You're going to shoot off a load to me? Can't wait. I'll avert my eyes and Um, my mouth. I've been, I've been working diligently putting it together. Can't wait. Um. But but yeah, but again, that's what the flags are, right? So let's say like this. I'm like, okay. Well, don't say right. I'm not agreeing with you. Don't say right like I'm agreeing right. with Here's you. Here's my shoot. I'm not. Here's my shoot, right? Like the flags are just kind of like, okay, I just went out to do a shoot of raccoons by the lake. I took 500 pictures. Brad, I raccoons is not the preferred the nomenclature. I, I, and I'm like, okay, which ones am I going to send to Adam? I'm not going to send all 500. I'll flag the ones I want to it's send. It's banded to him. assholes. 
and then I flag these, send them, and then you're like, you know what? Here's my feedback, and then I'm like, okay, well, let me reflag some of these. All right, so it seems to me that the flag the pow- is just like a it's it's the editing process, right? Just like the same way you don't make. You don't don't just go out and film footage and are just like, well, I'm not going to edit this into a movie because I can't make decisions. I don't know what's the right things. Just here's 10 hours of raw footage. No, you edit it together. This is what my flagging is. It's my attempt to edit it into a movie. You're being well, not a into little... a movie, but into a thing. <clears throat> You're being a little crass, Brad. How's that? It's a little crass to assume... Or even make a joke about assuming that I don't edit anything. Of course I do. And you know that I know that you edit, too. There's different levels of editing. I think what you're referring to is more like, okay, here's a photo I'm going to work with, and then you dial it into just how you want it to look. That That's the level of artistry that we're talking about. No. I think, I think well, I think, but just bear with me. Okay, I'll bear, bear with, with you. Me? I think what we're talking about is, like, I have to go back to, like, man fucks up line in shot. Can that work? Is there a universe in which man fucks up line works? Maybe. Most likely for a blooper reel. Probably not. Like, I want to, like, choose the best performance. The one where the emotion is right in the front, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And if you fuck up the line and you're like, oh, shit, I fucked up the line, probably that shot isn't going to work, right? So we can just say, nope, fuck it. Basically, right in the quote-unquote trash. And then that's saved for, like, a separate time when somebody puts together a blooper reel, maybe, or not. Otherwise, they just get flushed down the toilet. So that's first-level editing, Second level editing is you adjust for emotion, mood, tone, all that shit, right? You find Mm -hmm. the shots that work for, I mean, if you're David Lynch, you find the shots that work for your mood. If you're John Whipple, you find the shots that work for the action that drive the plot forward. Um, I'm not going to try to do a third one. That's all I got, but... So that's second level editing. And then third level editing is trimming off the little frames on either end to just dial in just the little flick of an eye or the bat of an eyelash or the adjustment of a body to indicate closeness or separation or color correction. Well, that's probably a fourth level. So what I'm struggling with here is, I guess... It just seems like a blunt instrument. Even the stars, like the flags for sure, but definitely the stars seems like such a blunt instrument. I remember one time I sent you a picture of me yanking out this one precocious eyelash that I have that, which come to think of it, hasn't bothered me for about a year now. But I have this gray eyelash that comes out (laughs) at a jaunty angle. Like, right down mm-hmm. into my field of vision. Like, at a weird angle, all down in front of my eye. And every, like, four to six months, I'd have to yank it out. I remember I had these, I had my multi-tool, my Gerber. And I was yanking it out, and I sent you a picture. And you said, such a blunt instrument for a delicate <laughs> job. And to me, that's what these flags and stars seem like. 
Unless there's like four layers down after that. So I think the difference, part of the thing, you know, where I think the analogy doesn't quite line up is that, you know, I'm not shooting like a scripted narrative that has multiple takes of the same thing. But I think that's exactly it's what more you're like doing. I'm filming a di- it's more like a documentary. Like, go in, film these we, people. We split in hairs? And here? then later you're going to have to figure out what goes what goes in, right? Okay. Um, all, right. all right. And granted, I maybe it, it doesn't have to be so blunt because I don't have that many. Uh, maybe I only have 200 photos. So it's not that hard. Like, that's the grand total of what I have. So it's not too hard to say at least 200, pick the five best ones. You don't. You don't have to. You're not going through fifty thousand photos trying to pick the thousand best ones. You know, right, which right. is more like I right. think if I was making a feature like doc, documentary, that's more like what the process would be like. Right. Um, and I might need a more. And again, th- these flags are kind of also per folder, so I would split up. So if it was, let's say, a larger process, right? Like, let's say it was. Um, a two-week trip across the country, I'm photographing it. Now I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I wouldn't just have one folder with 6,000 images. I might have a folder for, um, you know, day one, you know, the the hot springs in Yellowstone. Day two, the canyon in Yellowstone. Day three, the Tetons, right? And then kind of flag within those. So I could kind of compare, you know what I mean? Kind of similar to what you're saying, like, okay, here's the shot of the protagonist saying his line. Like, you know, I'd have a separate, so it wouldn't just be like, oh, here's all the footage, now just go flag, right? It would be more like, okay, I have to go to each individual little bucket and then flag out of that. I do know what you're saying, but have I seen... A cohesive collection of photos from your trip across, across, across the American West. Um, there was at one point somewhere. <laughs> I but, but what I'm actually doing, it's on my. I'm going to do soon is take that trip across the West, and I'm completely redoing it. So what you're saying is the flag here. and star system didn't work out all that well, and you're going to completely reimagine the entire it's system. It's not that it didn't work out well. It did well, what it I did. haven't and seen this shit. And now I'm going to redo it. It's like saying your timeline. A- like To me, it's just a tool. It's like me saying, like, oh, you put all your movie clips on a timeline. It but is now a tool. You want to recut your movie. That timeline thing doesn't work too well. Like, no, it's just the thing that you do. The tool... It's just a means to an end. Like, without the end product, the tool's meaningless. And I think that's sure. what you're saying, but, like, well, no, where's I'm the end product? Like, so, obviously, the tool's not working. You need a different tool. But, okay, the tool that's not working is not the flagging. It's whatever heuristic or I'm using to try to decide what to flag. All right. Well, maybe so. And maybe that's my problem with the flags and the stars, for that matter. Because, again, I wouldn't say it. Because, again, I think my analogy with the timeline still stands. Like, you have a timeline showing, you know, of your multiple tracks of video and audio. But then when you go to recut it, you don't say, well, the timeline was the wrong way to do this. I'm going to go do something else. Right? You don't blame the timeline. It's just like, well, I have a different idea. I have a different perspective now. 
Yeah, After I think the that, first attempt, I want to re-edit it now. That was just the first draft, right? Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I throw it all away and start over. Yeah, and I think that analogy that, breaks fine. down between still photos and video at some point. Um, I mean, I take your yeah, point, maybe. but like, I'm not sure if that's maybe like that that crosses over like that. Well, or not. bottom line is that's how I use flags. Maybe other right. people do something different. They use because again, Lightroom has lots of different tools. Actually, um, in addition to the flags, you have these things called collections. Yeah, and so like collections, gets, I feel like is Adobe's attempt. Now, I I don't know shit about Lightroom, so bear with right. me. But I kind of feel like collections is Adobe's attempt to like sort of like grab on to Final Cut Ten's coattails. I know they have rolls and other shit like edit. Oh shit! Sorry, editing and Final Cut like they they made it a different paradigm. Basically, you have to relearn nonlinear editing to edit in Final Cut Ten, which is what yeah. threw a lot of people off, especially people who were on deadlines and like had to send shit out of house. And it's like, okay, well, EDLs next month. Well, that's gonna be you know shit for the next six months. I was like, well, I can't do that, you know? It's like I'm not going to have, like, a couple of months to just fuck around and learn this, first of all, and then try to, like, educate our out-of-house vendors how to work with our new shit. <laughs> it's like you right. can't really stop everything and relearn a thing. It wasn't necessarily that FCP-10 was so sucky. It's just that the workflow was vastly different. And when you're yeah. in like, you, you know, a, like an environment where you're shitting out the shidgets, you can't just shut everything down. So, um, I don't know. I lost my train of who the fuck. Yeah. Knows? Well, collections, I think, are more like um, collections are where we get into the like i more iPhotoy way to do things and maybe that is related to FCP10 I don't know I in don't the know sense either. that like so we right now we talked about how photos are always like on your drive in folders right right both on my drive and your drive you use the finder to drag things over and i use lightroom to do that Okay, but I'm but like the end result is the same. I'm porting over like video and sh like it's yeah. from what you've told me. I would love to use Lightroom to like use that to organize my video and stuff too. But well, you does can it store video in Lightroom as well as photos. Makes me. Fucking I don't nervous. know if I would recommend it or not. I have no idea. Exactly. I don't but like again, the unknown. It's a digital asset management system. All your stuff is there. On the hard drive, organized the way you wanted it in folders. What so they collections say. do is give you a meta way to do organizations that aren't on the file system. So, I, so you know, we already discussed they have all these roles based on, um, you know. What dates. are your roles based on? I call them roles. They're folders. I'm just calling them roles because in my mind, I think of them like film roles, right? The same way a film role might have... Um, you really weaseled your way out of that one because I was about to give you some major shit yeah. for just like, role, like succumbing photo, to the preferred nomenclature of Adobe's fucking language. 
No, they do not call them rolls. I call them rolls because good for you. Because again, a photo roll might have, um, you know, oh, you get thirty six, twenty four to thirty six exposures. Yeah, the first twelve are at the are from the time you went to the lake. The next two were just like in your backyard, and the rest of it is like Easter Sunday with your family or something. That's really good, man. Stuck together as a roll. You, there's no way to be like, well, I mean, you could cut it with scissors and then have like, here's two, but I, I don't know. I would, I always kept them as rolls anyway. You know what I mean? Like, here's a roll. Brad, that was a really good collection of random events that you strung together there. That was pretty good. Well, I have a lot of experience. It was awesome. But so, you know, and again, that kind of is mimicked to an extent in Lightroom. I don't know. Sometimes I'll split them up. If it's like, Yes, there's a, there's like 20 like, pictures of one event, 20 pictures of another. I might make two folders and, you know, split it up after I import it. If it's really like, oh, here's 100 photos of just random shit over the last 10 days. And who, it's just like, fuck it. It's just like, yeah, here's a stuff. But Here it Lightroom is. itself. Random stuff. Wouldn't, wouldn't be able to like use, you know, kind of like. Google has its similar image search. It it by itself it doesn't it's not able to split that. You know, you took your 36 photos and some of them are from Easter Sunday with everybody dressed up. The others are from some dingy bar where you were doing shots of liquid cocaine and eating Pazzo's choice wings. And then the others were out in like a, well, a mud field with a granary and it wouldn't automatically split those up based on like what chromatic well, aberrations or saturation or whatever luminance. No, it, it, there's no that I know of. I mean, there might be plugins to do that. There is a face recognition thing in here that I've never used. I used to use that in aperture, but I was just like, I don't really care that much. Where I can be like, show me all the pictures of Adam. And then using face recognition, I'll just say, here they are. But there's, in essence, three I ways. I am God's to, own prototype, Brad. Yep. There are three ways to kind of look through your library. and Way number it. one. One we've talked about is folders. We started talking about collections, didn't really get there. Then the, the third one is actually um, a thing called catalog is the heading. In the palette. And in essence, in catalog, it's just kind of like, here's all your photos. Here's all 200,000 fo- photos that I have cataloged because you have, you know, imported them in through Lightroom. And then from here, I can start to just do things based on metadata. Like, show, show me all the pictures from March 2013 taken with an iPhone. Show me all the ones from April 2016. Um... That I rated three stars or higher, you know, whatever, you know, all kinds of show me all the ones here that I've edited with this preset in this date. You know, you can do all kinds. That's how um, the other day when we were talking about um, the date of, of of gutter balls at Inception, I remember talking about it at the Penn Stater and I was very quickly able to bring up that photo and find the date of it using this catalog method. Oh, I mean, here's I the was photos a- of us. Well, I was able to go to my hard drive, and I knew what project I was working on, mm-hmm. and I clicked on that folder, and then I sorted it by date. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, oh, and I also, also just fucking searched Gmail. Yeah. 
there was so you know and again i don't use this that often i do use it sometimes but if i do want a purely date-based view other than just the the close to date based view i can go in through this catalog and do that i have used this before there was one time there was a photo i knew i took that i really wanted to to find again and i knew i took it when i was in austin i wasn't exactly sure which trip to austin i took but i knew i took it uh, with my iphone so i was able to say um show me all the pictures i took in Austin between this these year range um, taken with an iPhone and then I was just like it was like okay here's these you know 80 pictures or however many I was just able to kind of scroll through the thumbnails quick and be like oh there it is I don't usually do that's not like a everyday thing but it does come in handy sometimes. no but it, yeah it's handy to have yeah or I might say you know sometimes I might do it to say show me all the pictures I do do it with flags. Sometimes I might say, show me all the photos from 2016 that I flagged. Boom. I'll let right, you survey this. Like that. What is that called? Not, um, fuck, it's like a librarian does. It's not hierarchy. It's not nomenclature. It's not sorting. Metadata? No. Taxonomy? It's like, taxonomy. Thank you. It's like that kind of taxonomy only works for you from 2013 on right because right. you had a different taxonomy yes prior to that so i know yeah. that in my head so That's, i do know oh i'm looking for something in 2009 i'll start mm, saying well show me all the things that right. have four stars or different higher. taxonomy you know what sucks about that brad Is maybe like, one day i'll normalize it all no no not that not that because we know that'll never happen but what's gonna happen is you're gonna leave your loved ones behind when you die finally and mm -hmm. all of that nebulous taxonomy that you have is going to be lost like tears in rain well that's why maybe i'll eventually normalize it or you know i doubt it the stuff that i plan to leave behind is really my prints i've been working hard on prints lately i'm so crazy gaga for prints right now what does that mean like like something physical that you can hold in yes, your hands? something physical and hold in your hands. That, Shit, I'm going to get into prints. We should talk about that in a different episode on the next Brad Talks About His Photography Workflow podcast. Wait, why Why can't we talk about them now? It's just a whole other topic. All right, we'll get there. Finish and we're up. still dealing with collections. I know. Can you finish up with collections, though, first? Well, collections are just like because I don't like, like the hair. Just let me say, I don't like the sound of it. It sounds very appley to me. Like, no, you're it gonna love like it. That. Here, let it, let's let's foist this collection business on you. And it's like I don't want fucking collections. I want folders, and then another folder within it, sorted by date, motherfucker. And I want to put it where I want it to be. But no, 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 collections rolls. You're gonna love it. Fuck well, you. Sometimes with and then a year later, I'm going to love it. And I'm going to be like saying to everybody else, like, no, you're going to love collections, man. Big brother. You're going to love it. Bam. Shot in the back of the head. Well, again, collections are, I mean, folders alone don't accomplish everything, right? It's not. So, again, I have all the folders in this date-based scheme. But let's say I wanted to do, um, we're, we're doing a. A party for Adam's forty-first birthday party, and they're going to do the thing. That'll never happen. 
We make an easel that's like, oh, look at Adam through the years. Here he is as a baby. Here he is in college in his uh, heavy metal phase. You know, all this stuff. Here's him and Leslie at the Penn Stater when we conceived gutter balls. Like, whatever. Um, I would go and create a collection called Adam's 41st Birthday. Then, using all these other methods we talked about to, like, find people and find things and browsing through the folders, I'm like, oh, here's a good one. Let me drag it into that collection. Then at the end of the day, oh, look, there's 41 things in this collection called Adam's birthday then i can go in there and do what i need to do with them and it's just another organ it's like a me- it's like a meta organization on top see that's all now, wonderful I-, I love that um now again if lightroom does dies let's say again the thing you? is how not if it dies you? like let's say lightroom ceases to exist um those collections are gone right cuz those that's just lightroom metadata now you're not I fucked you're s- just fucked out of like Several hours worth of work, depending on how right. well, like, have, crazy you are right about now, it. I have, I don't know, it looks like I might have 20 collections currently. So, you know, from okay, different but here, things I've done. Brad, Brad, you're being very, just shush, shush, shush. If Lightroom goes away tomorrow, those yeah. collections and all the work you put into those collections ceases to exist. Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. See, that's. See, that's where we are, you know? But, I mean, wouldn't it be the same thing, though? Like, because, again, I view this almost like editing. Like, if Final Cut goes away tomorrow, all your projects are just done. You'll never be able to open them again. You'll never be able to re-edit a movie. You'll have your final movie. Maybe Final Cut 10. Maybe that's true with Final Cut 10. But not with Premiere, because... Why why not with Premiere? Because you could uh, sort of, like... Rig the Premiere project to be opened by an XML program and then open it in some other shit, maybe using Automatic Duck or something. You could get at that stuff. So you're saying, while you can kind of get at this XML file that describes what's there, there's nothing else that's going to open. There's another editing program that's like, yeah, import your Adobe Premiere project into me. Of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, there are? Okay. I didn't realize that. Jesus Christ. something. So to be honest, with Adobe Lightroom, I don't know if that's possible for things to go go in there. What I do know, see, that's what is, makes me a little hesitant about it because it's like be photos and iPhoto, where it's managing all the shit in the background, and it's like, yeah. no, 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 simple, stupid person, we're gonna take care of it for you. We know that you don't know anything, so we're gonna manage it all for you. And then, like, if you try to go in and do something manual or granular. What did you say? Granularly? Yeah, something like that. And then all of a sudden it just fucks everything up and everything is gone. If you try to, like, grab the reins, it will fuck you in the ass. So, true. Um, well, and I'm getting yes and the, no. I'm, that's Lightroom the vibe I'm getting from that. Lightroom. Lightroom is designed with the fact that your files are on your hard drive. They're yours. They don't like, like that is the key tenant of the existence of this. It is not like, okay, iPhone, but the collections, the collections, yes, you're collections, putting work well, into it and then that's all going to be gone in the blink of an eye. Maybe, maybe to be honest, I don't know if there is some way to deal with it. So here's how I actually deal with collections. Um, 
One, I would be fine if all the collections disappeared. They're not that big a deal to me. A lot of them are just temporary workspaces. There's a couple of them that are important and are more involved. And actually with those, what I did was when I went through um, the photos, what I'll do is I'll add a tag. So let's say I'm creating. Um, You're typing yeah, on the keyboard. Photos You're adding a words event. to a photo. Dot, 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 like that. You can add tags to the metadata of a photo. Now, these no, are I stored mean, in you the know actual what I mean. photo. Photo by photo. Like, here's a photo. I'm going to go top, 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 top and add a tag to it one at a time. Well, I could add them to multiple if I want, but yeah. Well, the same thing with collections. Like, I'm selecting the photos I want to drag into this collection, right? And usually the process is I am adding one at a time because, again, I'm looking through all these photos and I'm 200 oh, and not 50,000. Let me add it. Here's one. Let me add it. Or let's say, oh, all six of these I want. I might do shift command, shift click, collect all six, drag all yes, six yes, at yes. once. But you're looking Same at 200 photos keywords. and not like can, tens of um, tens of thousands of them. Yeah, but same thing with the keywords. You can um, yeah, add a keyword that's all you gotta to say. a bunch of them at once. The, 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 there's no difference between adding a keyword and adding to a collection in the sense of like one is more onerous than the other. <laughs> but then what okay. I do is Nothing I create I hate a collection. More than you onerous can create photos. a thing called a smart collection, and I say... Show me, and again, this is just almost like a shortcut to make it easier for me than going through the catalog and say, showing me all this. I'll make a smart collection and I'll just say, show me all the photos with this keyword. Bam, and they're in the collection automatically. Now, I didn't get into my cloud workflow yet. Should we do that? Well, I don't, yeah, because I should we just don't cut think this I'm, off? I, I don't think I'm ever going to do the iCloud workflow. No, this is not iCloud. Well, cloud, just in general, because you were talking before about, well, why don't you just put them in the cloud and download them from Dropbox, blah, 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 right? Right. No, I, I was specifically referring to iCloud with my reticence to engage in that. Of course, I engage in cloud-based storage, but yeah, iCloud in particular, I don't embrace. I am not doing that. Sure. Well, so here... I'll, I'll, and there's I'll a very give, specific reason for it, and I can't. I I I I'm. I won't. I just nope. 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 But sometimes I got to share videos, photos, blah blah blah. Of course, I use Google Drive. I use Dropbox. I use fucking right. Vimeo, YouTube. It's all cloud shit, of course. Especially yes. with video, like I can't just store it all on my fucking phone. Like there's no way to get the videos right. I work with on my phone sometimes. Like I need these third parties, right. well, your companies to uh, service me, and I appreciate their their shit. But iCloud in particular, I can't do. But yeah, I am curious to know why. Like you'd rather like cart around multiple hard drives because you're only dealing with still photos instead of just putting. Because Amazon. You have unlimited cloud storage, from what I can gather. Yes, you do. And I might. And why um, don't you do that then? to trying that out as a backup. Because solution. I can't um, download like uh, like 1.5 terabytes of video while I'm sitting at Starbucks for an hour, you know, right. to edit on. And I can't fucking access it and edit it, at least not efficiently. Over their shitty ass Wi-Fi, you know, 
I can mm-hmm. check my email and go on Twitter and shit, but it just doesn't work for me. But for somebody like like you're dealing with still photo, it's sort of an I- intermediary so, there. It's like between video and right. surfing the no, web. I got you. Like, like I, I, I think you could do it. Well, I do it in a way, but I'll tell you how I do it with Lightroom. I'm standing by. I, in can by. do those Re- things you're talking about. Red 5, standing by. Okay. That's your way of saying you're listening. Uh, that's my way of saying I don't give a shit, but sure, I'm listening. All right. I'm just checking well, my fine. phone right now. I don't think we really even want to get into it, to be honest. We're no, I was just, I was minutes. being stupid. I do want to hear about it. I do care very much. The Lightroom. So... I have these hard drives that you carry around in a little merse strapped over your back. I don't carry them around. I never move them. They're actually not even like portable hard drives of the kind you have to plug in with the power and then get a, you know. Well, um, those are the kinds of hard drives that I consider portable and I carry them around in my merse that I strap over my back and carry around with me. Like I have a nice little one terabyte. Thunderbolt drive that's just you just plug it right in and powers off the thing. Um, I was all ready to jump into Thunderbolt and then they discontinued it. I'm still working off Firewire 800. Yeah, well, they didn't discontinue it. Well, okay, whatever. Jesus Christ, the way the plug looked. Jesus fucking Christ, (laughs) they made it so it's the same as USB C or something. Oh my god. Anyway, fine, fine. The you never know what those fucks are up to. No, you don't. That's very true. So what I do, hmm. so I have my photos on an external drive. All of your photos. Not all of them. Some of them are on my local laptop hard drive. That's always the first step. Is this a storage consideration that you don't have all of them available at all times? They are all available at all times. I didn't get to it yet. God damn it. Even if they're on the external drive, they're available at all times. It's going to be magic. I'm so sorry. So I, 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 you know, I import photos. They're in Lightroom. They're on my laptop drive. Again, I could be. um, So the way I do this, I don't cart these external hard drives around. They're on my desk in my layer. And if I need to use the originals on that drive or whatever, use these drives, I go to my layer, sit at the desk. Oh, is now this, I have the drive. Brad, is this your underground photo editing layer? Yes, it is. Okay, Jesus. I know that layer. Yeah. Okay. So what I will do, though, is let's say I have the laptop upstairs. It's a good, it's a good layer. at the coffee shop or whatever, right? Right, right. I, I open up my laptop, fire up Lightroom. You're out with the nice people of the world. They don't know what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. So, you know, probably anything I did in the last six months is on my laptop drive. Nice. Because there's room for that, right? And everyone's along like, oh, you the hard sto- drive. Like, you use your internal hard drive as storage. Nice work. Yeah. So then, you know, I get to a point where it's like, oh, the drive is starting to be full or I'm just sick of care. You know, I'll, I'll then move them to the external drive, right? Via Lightroom, which I know makes you probably cringe, but 
I just say Lightroom, they're here now. You know, you could copy them via Finder and then go into Lightroom and say, hey, by the way, I moved these folders here and Lightroom will be okay. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I move them when they start getting full. So what I want to just say, I, you, so most of the time when I'm dealing with photos, I'm dealing with something I used in the last six months anyway. But let's say for whatever reason, I will need to go back further. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, like last year... I took these photos and I want to kind of look at how they compare to these ones I just took because, well, whatever. So when I import these photos, Lightroom creates something called a smart preview. I don't really know how it works. Sounds dumb to me. Um, well, it's not dumb because it doesn't matter. Like, I if you don't, you don't know how it works, anything. it's pretty dumb. Because... I mean, the files all still exist. I don't need to use them. These are the like the convenient part of it, right? So in essence, all even if my external hard drive is not connected to my uh, laptop, I can still I still see that hard drive in the folders view in Lightroom. There's just like a little icon being like, "Hey, none of these things are actually here," but I can still browse them. So right now, even though the hard drive is not connected, I can go into 2015. I'm doing it right now. 2015. And then what is this? Pictures from January 2015. We went to the Chinese buffet, and here's some pictures I took there at the Chinese buffet. 25 photos. I'm looking at them. And I can look at them, I can edit them, I can go into the develop mode and start saying, let me bring up the highlights, let me do the contra, whatever, right? Um, granted, yeah, I like these those are, features. These are, in essence, like, um, they're similar to raw files in the sense that it keeps all that dynamic data, but they're just, you know, much lower resolution. That's, in but essence, can, what a smart preview is. Like instead You can of go being, back and adjust that shit later, right? What do you mean go back and adjust it later? Well, if you're talking about, like, adjusting the dynamic range and stuff. Yeah. Well, so right now I'm looking at this 201 buffet thing. It's in the... Um, was that the the Chinese buffet yeah, on Chinese uh, buffet. Atherton? Yep. Was I there? You were not there. Oh, the, we went there in 2015, though, seemed like. But I don't think you, we went there. Did we go there together? I don't it remember. It was New Year's Day. We went there. The whole clan went there. Oh, yeah. No, that was the Ni Hao. Oh, okay. Different one. That was a different one. Yeah, but All I right. do have those pictures here. They're right here, actually. I can go look at those. Yeah, this was a probably a different day, um, and they were, um, like, the window was totally... Like, uh, fogged up and like water dripping down it. And I was taking pictures of the people walking outside through that like foggy, watery window. But anyway, I, so I can look at these photos. Um, in essence, like I said, what they are, it's kind of like a smaller resolution raw file that's kind of about the size of my laptop screen. So if I want to zoom in closer than that, I can't really do it. But it lets me look at them in, you know, a decent resolution. If I want to go in and, like, actually make any adjustments to it, like, let's say, change metadata, screw around with exposure or any, like, you know, development settings, I can do that and see it reflected in this smart preview. Uh, later, when I go in and plug the in the uh, drive, like, those same adjustments are just there. Like, the adjustments are all just kind of like a, a meta thing. 
How does it store them? Like, what kind of file is that? So it stores them in the catalog, but then you can also say store these as sidecar files. See, that's what makes me nervous. Is, it stores them in the the catalog file, and I'm using, like, whole hand air quotes here, like right. my daughter did. You might know her. Her name's Jules after we got in that horrific car accident that totaled our car, but everyone was, for the most part, unhurt, Leslie. That's my wife. You might know her. Got her neck hurt a little bit. And Jules, my daughter, was unhurt. But about a week later, Leslie is complaining about her neck. And then Jules, being four years old, was like, Mommy, you got to get over this hole. And now here's the whole hand, both hands up in the air, all fingers splayed out. And you clench them together. This whole accident situation whole hand quotes (laughs) so that's what i was doing with that i don't like this catalog business because it seems like they're doing monkey business in the background brad so when you take a photo (laughs) right you have a raw file on your computer you then want to what they call develop that in essence we're talking about the holodeck now right no not at all Oh, Transformers? Voltron! Volt! God damn it! Right. Okay, continue. So this is just, for lack of a better word, like the industry standard, the way they do it. Which is what? How? Like you Not don't, what, ta- like when you take the raw file, obviously. Well, you, you want to keep quote, that. Unquote, you want to keep that. You want that information. Yes. Never get obviously. rid of that. So what what you do then is there's certain things you do which is called like developing the raw file where you like dial in the highlights, the shadows, um, you know, the black level, the white balance, right? And all of that stuff is not it's not like when you edit a JPEG and you're physically changing the bits. Like those are just values that the raw file then uses or whatever, not the raw file, but whatever software you're using to turn a raw file into something your eyes can actually see. Those are just values that are used by a raw processor. Right. So it's not like you then save this a new raw file, say, oh, here it is developed. No, you're just changing these like little numbers. And typically those are then stored in what's called. So there's two ways to actually store them. One is you embed it into the raw file. It's like non-destructive. It's just kind of like in the little, you know, header of the raw file, it says use this value for exposure, this for contrast, this for shadow, right? Things like that. Um, or there can be like a sidecar file that says, right, hey. Because that, that's what I'm familiar with, like, as far as fo- like Photoshop's import interface is like. Yeah. You know, it'll do one picture and then you, you, you make your adjustments, your exposure, your color correction, do vignettes or whatever the fuck you want to do to it. And then it's like, do you want to save this? Yes. And you save it, but then it makes like a separate file. And like, here's the, here's this one. Well, that's not entirely true, actually. No, if it's raw, if it's raw, I think it's the same, but then this separate file is like a Photoshop, I guess like all that, that data that you did. Mm -hmm. So it, it knows to connect the two. Yeah. So next well, time you essence, open that raw file, it I, like attaches all that to it, but right. it doesn't like immediately. Like there's a little, 
intermediary step. Like, do you want to apply all this shit to it or not? Or you can do something totally different. Right. So is this sort of the same thing? This is ultimately, I think it's more or less the exact same thing, right? So um, those values, while they're in this catalog, well, so here's where it gets a little complicated, right? You ha- These values can be stored in the catalog, or at least they're managed by the catalog, but they can be stored in these sidecar files, which is what a lot of people use. So it's kind of like, oh, here is whatever, right? Picture.nef. It's a, you know, it's a NEF, which is like a Nikon RAW file format. But then next to it will be, you know, picture. Um, you know, XMPP or something like that, which is like just this kind of like, again, like an XML file that it describes, well, here's how to display it. Um, so again, Lightroom, all this stuff you're doing is not locked. You're not locked into Lightroom in any way with any of these edits. But what Lightroom lets you do is it creates these smart previews. I can go in, browse them, edit, do what I need to do, even make adjustments like that. Okay, I want to change the exposure to see what, oh, that's what it looks like. Good. Like, again, that's just kind of saved as that data. When I plug in the drive, again, it knows to apply that to the original and also sync that data back onto those original files. So it's kind of the best of both worlds in a way. So actually, I just looked. My entire, and this is, I don't know how it does this, but all of my, well, no, I take it back. Because smart previews, I don't have smart previews for a lot of my my stuff I imported from Aperture, I don't think. I was going to say, if if you don't know, who does? Yeah, but I mean, I can look through and see, (laughs) but yeah, some of it I do. Anyway, my bottom line is my little library of smart previews is like 13 gigabytes. So I more or less have like a low res version. Wait, 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 wait. Your library of smart previews, the little like basically proxy shit for your photos is 13 gigs. I don't (laughs) know how it's Which is essentially the metadata for your photos is 13 gigs. (laughs) No, it's not the metadata. It's the smart previews, which is the actual photo. They're just low res copies of my photos. It's the proxies. It's definitely the proxies. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the low. So because like right now, again, my hard drives are not attached, but I can I can go back to any, you know, go back through the years and look at the photos and edit them. And more or less, unless I want to look at them like zoom in really far that's the one thing i can't do which i guess does kind of suck but for a lot of just kind of everyday action like oh let's look at a slideshow of them or you know let me add some tags let me go through and even try to re-rate them in a broad sense right like i can do that just based on the fact without the hard drives attached now here's where i get to the cloud version also is oh here's where it gets dicey well again everything is still stored but let's say I want to um, – so right now on my laptop, that's everything, right? The only reason I would use the cloud is because I want to, let's say, do things with these photos on my phone or my iPad or on the web. I can go to a collection. For whatever reason, it has to be a collection. And I can click this little icon next to any of my collections. That's Goddamn kind of like collections. This collection with Lightroom Mobile. So right now, let's say I have we I talked about that 2012 road trip. I made a collection. I just dragged all those photos in 42, 45. The only reason this collection exists is so I can share it. 
right? Sync it via mobile. But I click the little thing. It, sh- in essence, shares those photos up through Lightroom Mobile. I bring up Lightroom on my iPad, and it's like, oh, there it is, 2012 Road Trip. And I can start going through them, looking at them, editing them, reflagging them, doing what I want to do. And all that syncs back down via the cloud to here. So again, I can, um, you know, and sometimes it does work seemingly like magic because I don't necessarily have to think about it. Because one of the things I do on import. But that's again, but uh, hey, 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 but that's the front end work you put on it. Like, don't say magic. There's nothing magic about it. It's like having the fucking dedication to put the work in on the front end to make this all work. It doesn't magically do it all for you. You have to do that upfront shit. Well, in my import settings, I say as they so as I import new photos, I just say add this to the collection loading dock. I have a I call it loading dock for whatever reason. That's just my cute name for it. So as I I put in a memory card, it's not card, that cute. That reminds me of like somewhere between like Staten Island and New Jersey, <laughs> right? Like by the that shitty ass bridge there, and there's a lot of like. Wood, like, what are those, pallets, wood pallets, they're kind of floating in the water. Maybe there's some dead bodies, a lot of rusted out metal. It's gray, the skies are gray. It's not not a nice place. Well, it's kind of my aesthetic. Yeah, okay, Uh, no, touche, continue. So, anyway, so when I import photos, they automatically get added to this collection called loading dock and that means they auto and I have that collection synced so whenever I put in new import new photos they also get synced up so then let's say I import photos and like I said I usually import them and I don't necessarily I'll I might, import like, photos look through them but I don't want to let's say you know start flagging them or or anything do too much with them but let's say I don't know something whatever reason I just have them now so Perth Amboy I, I, I actually, oh, that's a great, I know Perth Amboy, and I love the sound of those two words together. And it's a nice aesthetic. I keep threatening to take Leslie, it's my wife, you might know her, to an anniversary in Perth Amboy. That would be a nice anniversary. That or Breezewood. Outer Bridge Crossing. Oh, Breezewood's the fucking Vegas of PA, baby. Vegas, baby. Better believe it. Sorry. Anyway, that was rude. Please continue. No, I so I don't know. It's just nice because I don't necessarily think about it. But there have been times where I've been like, oh, shit, like I need to look at that photos that I imported or even it's just like, hey, I'd really feel like looking at them right now. Let me pull out my phone and take a look. I mean, it's there. It's pretty killer. Sometimes use my iPad. I have an iPad Pro, and sometimes I'm like, you know, is it? iPad Pro is a great device to kind of go through, apply some, you know, so again, do some basic flagging, some basic edits. Okay, well, I think you're now. You have an iPad Pro. Yes. When did you acquire this device? When it first came out, like the the large one when it first came, like the 13-inch one. How long ago? 12-inch. Um, this year? Two years ago? No. November, like it came out at the very end of 2015, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, a friend of... Well, we don't need to be coy about it. Laura Fisk. Mm-hmm. She's been on the show. Yeah. 
Talk she about uses balls rewind. Oh shit! Yeah. Now she is an illustrator and a designer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She uses an iPad to now. Now listen. Okay, I should preface this by like this is a person who creates shit like putting an implement to the paper to the canvas. Right. This is a serious fucking artist here. Just recently, within the last week or two, well, maybe month, she's like, this fucking iPad I can use to create legitimate art. Like, I have enough control over it to create my illustrations. And I feel like, you know, the tool is not getting in the way of the idea. Right. To me, that's incredible. Yeah, that pencil is a nice fucking piece of hardware. And I don't maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but she did create something for us with this and I'm excited yeah. to share it, but maybe it's not time yet. I don't think it's time quite it's not yet. Not time yet. So, anyway, but if you've been listening, you're we're 2 hours in here if you're still listening. You're not. I know but, you're a hardcore fan. <laughs> oh, if, if anybody is still listening, <laughs> If you know who we're talking about. What, if anyone is still listening, what could we do for them? Hmm. We got to do something for anyone that's still listening. Well, let's see. That's a tricky one. What I want to say is anybody that's still listening, I mean, we should just somehow they need to experience this. That Laura Fisk. what? Well, the thing that Laura Fisk has done with this iPad Pro with her pencil. I just want to share it so bad. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying what it is, but I want to share it so bad. Well, here's but, what you do. Here's what okay. we do. Okay. I, I don't have any ideas because I'm too giddy. I'm as giddy as a schoolboy, Brad. If you're still listening, listener, you've listened. You've gone through all of this insane talk. There's four of you now. If we're lucky, here's what you do. Send us an email. I see you, Gomio. Gutterballs. I see you, Joby. Send us an email. You can go to, yeah, drop us a line via the contact form, gutterballs.tv. Go I there. You're there, contact trash link. Send us a, send me an, uh, send us a note and just say, hey, I made it. Gordon. All the way through episode, what is this, 131? 131. Yes. Just say, hey, I made it all the way to this point in 131 where you told me to email you. Those are different Contact. words. I think yeah. you should be very it succinct. It doesn't have to be exact. Just give me the concept. Just say, hey, fine. Send me, what, do you want to make like a magic word? Well, I think there should be a magic word. Tippy toes or some shit. Tippy toes. Where well, was that the magic word? I know that. No. Seinfeld. 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 90, you're a 90s kid if you know tippy toes. <laughs> so here's what you do. Send us the, go to the contact form, gutterballs.tv, click contact. Send us a contact form and say, hey, whatever, say whatever you want, but just say, ultimately, lay it on me. That's the magic phrase. Lay it on me and we will reply to you with this thing that... um we're not sharing right now on the podcast. No, we can't do it on the podcast. But if, if you want to know what we're talking about, send us. Yeah, use the contact form. But say, be specific. Lay it on me. You have to go to what gutterballs.tv. 
Yes, gutterballs.tv. Click go contact. To, go to click on contact. There's a menu on the left. Go all the way to the bottom, yeah. right? If you're using um, a computer with a widescreen, the menu will be on the left. Oh, right. If you're on a phone, you have to scroll down. Yeah. It'll be contact. Right. It'll be down there. And then send, um, yeah, send us a note. Say, lay it on me, and we will lay it on you. I will also add in this. Is that in the, the subject or the body of the message? Doesn't or matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Just to, doesn't lay matter. it on Don't me. Don't worry about laying on me. We'll know what you okay. mean. All There's right. not going to be a whole lot of you, so we're okay, because we did everything we could in this podcast to alienate people, it seems. I think it's not our best moment. Brad, I think we can trust Scott to be contacting us among I the four so. to five i hope so yeah i, I hope think so. there's our there's our some of our the core of our core audience might still Gomeo, be here i hope scott trash boat um gordon who else uh hey okahar halakis uh hey um does joby and ashanti still listen we don't know i hope so I really we interact hope so. on Instagram. Come on, Joby. You know, um, well, Joby is a isn't he into video or something? He's a he's a creative. Well, he's in the video. He's like a um, he actually makes things that are useful in the world, like three dimensional shit. Yeah, but I mean, the talk about Adobe's and workflows might actually appeal to him. So maybe I think it listening. would piss him off. He's so, he's way beyond what we do. Yeah. He creates physical objects, you know? We don't do that. You create 2D things. The best I, I could do things. is, like, do faux 3D things. But we both do, like, two-dimensional things that don't actually exist. So would uh, this be... Costas? What care. about Costas? Hey, Costas, how you doing, buddy? Lay it on me, Costas. If you Sorry. send... Joss Whedon. You- Joss Whedon listens, I think. Hopefully. Hope if so. You, so in addition to lay it on me, if you want to give us your mailing address. This is so complicated now. I'll mail one of my 2D creations to you. Wait, printed out physically? Yeah, 2D creation. Holy Physical fuck. creation. I'll mail it to you via the Brad, are you sure? surface mail. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what. Limit the first 10 people. Just in case, for some reason, more than 10 people listened. Yeah, first 20. First 20 people. I think you're okay either way, honestly. Yeah, first 20 people. I'll cut it off after 20. They have to some reason we- have the words, lay it on me. So they have to go to gutterballs.tv, click on contact, put all the bullshit in, and somewhere in there say, lay it on me. Mm-hmm. And then the first 20 people that do that... So now we got two things. You will physically mail them something if they yes. include their address. You will mail them a 2D creation of yours. Yes. And what? We will send them a link to this like this mysterious thing. thing. Yeah. Related in some way to Laura Fisk of FiskandFern.com. Yeah, you'll be on the inside. Shit, You'll know dog. what's coming up. This is how you get... Like, some people make you, like, subscribe on a Patreon and, like, pledge $10 a month to get this kind of shit. We're we ain't doing in it for, for that. free right now. For fucking if free. you're such a fucking dedicated fan, you actually listen to this whole episode, you get it. 
We love you, listeners. I know there are some. We know there's listeners. There are a couple. I know you're out there listening, and I know you've made it this far. <laughs> so get out there and send us this stuff. Go hit hey, that contact form up, and I'm gonna we're gonna start sending shit out to you. We missed uh, we missed you know the Reverend Doc Ott. We missed him. I'm not sure if he's still out there. I'm not sure. Yeah, who we else. haven't heard um, like, some of those people from a really long time. It'd be great if they're still listening. That would be awesome. We'd love to hear from you. But um, yeah, shit. Oh, All the right. reason I say shit, dog. By the way, is because of Roderick on the line. I don't want to co-opt. The phrase shit, it was like an 80s phrase, shit, dog. But I heard it on Roderick on the line, so mm. which is my second favorite podcast, I guess, because it's the one I click on. I don't want to admit that, but it is. So that's why I keep saying shit, dog. I wouldn't want to be like, no, I ju I'm just saying shit, dog. Just for myself like I invented it I came up with it out of the blue all of a sudden like I heard it there first so I want to give props to Roderick on the line for reintroducing the shit dog <laughs> nomenclature alright well we salute them we definitely salute them they're like 230 eps in we're only halfway there Alrighty. Well, okay, everybody, that has been Scars Guardians of the Galaxy. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just going to have to post this with a different title. Brad no, and Adam discuss. I don't think room. so. I, no. I think it's Scars Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yep, Scars Guardians of the Galaxy. Brad and Adam discuss. Uh, digital asset management workflows <laughs> using the Adobe suite of products. Damn! See what I did there? Was that the? Was that how it ended? Well, digital asset management. No, no good. Oh, okay. Damn. Nice, nice. Oh, well, it wasn't that nice? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs>